Rebuilding a broken marriage is not a simple process. It's not a painless process. But Chris Beal, who is doing it, says it is a worthwhile process to go through. You're walking through a betrayal. You don't know where to go. The best thing you could do for other people is not tell a story, but live a story. It's not time for you to focus on helping other people. And every day you're going to choose to forgive the other person, you're writing a sentence in a paragraph of a story that years from now will be worth telling. And we do that by submitting to God in every moment of this process of healing. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey, and I'm Bob Lapine. If there has been damage done to your marriage, there is a path forward, and it's a path worth walking. Stay with us. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. I sent out a tweet a while back, and I got a response to it, and I'm thinking maybe our guests could help knowing how I should respond to the response. Okay, so the tweet I sent out said it was from when Gary Thomas was here, and we were talking about cherishing and what it means to cherish one another in marriage. And I I said... uh, Cherishing another person means I'm going to look out for your interests as more important than my own. And the tweet I got back was from somebody who said, how do you get there with a lying, betraying husband Mm. who has no idea what passion or intimacy is? Now, I don't know how to answer that in 140 characters. I don't think you can answer that in 140 characters. But it's a very real issue for a lot of people thinking, how do I – fulfill my vows, how do I love and trust and cherish another person when they are a lying, betraying individual? That really is a good question. I'm glad we have the guests that we have on Family Life today. (laughs) So we're off the hook. Chris, We'll let them answer it. (laughs) Chris and Cindy Beal join us again on the broadcast. Welcome back. Thank Uh, you. Chris is a pastor at Life Church in Oklahoma City. Cindy is an author of a book called Rebuilding a a Marriage Better Than New. And Cindy, you're the expert on this because this is what you've done. Here's the what I do. One of the things that people often say is, well, I'm going to do this to them because they're doing this to me. So it's revenge. They're getting back at someone. And I believe that when we get back at someone, the first person that we're hurting is God. If Chris sins against me and then I then turn around and say, well, I'm going to go cheat on him. Well, I have wounded the heart of God first. I have broken covenant with him first. And then I might hurt my husband. So for me... I would say to that woman or to anyone, you've got to do uh, the right thing regardless of someone else's actions. Mm. That's it. I mean, someone else's sinful life does not give me the right to sin against my God. And that's where I lived. And it's not easy. It's very challenging. And I can't say I did it 100% perfect all the time, but... I don't want to break my God's heart. I don't want to do that. You've had the opportunity over the last half dozen years to sit down with lots of couples who have gone through what you lived through. And what you lived through was years of your husband looking at pornography. Ultimately, that led to affairs outside of marriage. He he fathered a son. You didn't know any of this. He finally comes clean. You have to decide, am I going to stay with him? Am I going to try to rebuild this marriage? Can I ever trust him again? All of these things facing you. When you sit down with these couples 
today, they are at a place that you are at where there's a road in front of them. You can pick one path, and that's a path that that can feel like it, it will cause the pain to stop right away. Or you can pick the other path, which feels like this is going to take me right into the pain. How do you help them go in the right direction in that moment? What kind of hope do you give them, and, and how do you point them in a Godward direction? Well, the first thing, I think just the fact that maybe it's the four of us, maybe it's a couple and Chris and me, I think the fact just seeing us brings them some hope yeah. because they usually know about our story and they say, we wanted to talk to you. And so just the fact that we've lived through it. So when I'm faced with you know, that question, a lot of women will say, what should I do? Mm-hmm. And honestly, I can't decide for them. I cannot make that decision for them. And so I tell them, you know, you don't have to decide the rest of your life today. I steal that little phrase from my friend, Kevin. But I also just encourage them, look, whatever path you take is going to hurt. Where is God leading you? Let the peace of God be your guide. And, you know, if you've got a a spouse that is willing to do whatever it takes, that's a phrase we use often, whatever it takes, you're willing to, to lay your life down and rebuild this, then, man, consider this path. If you've got a spouse that's still with the, someone else or is acting like all this is your fault, then you you might have to play some hardball there mm-hmm. and, and show some tough love. I'm just thinking of the command in Genesis chapter 2 that says, for this cause, a man shall leave his father and mother, shall cleave to one another, and the two shall become one. If you hadn't made a covenant between three, right. a man and a woman and their God— there's no way this marriage would be standing today. Right. There wouldn't be a title of a book, Rebuilding a Marriage, better, better than new. Right. The covenant with Almighty God gave you the grit, the hope, the standard to make this work. Right. You know, one thing that we experienced several years back in separate scenario, but it's super relevant. Almost four years ago, our house burned down. Total loss, gone completely. And so we're going through this process of, okay, we've lost everything. We have to rebuild. We've got to replace everything. And our insurance company that was amazing, I will tell you, amazing. They said, hey, uh, we're going to pay to rebuild your house, but we don't think your foundation is damaged. So we're not going to pay to replace it. And I'm thinking to myself, what idiot is going to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, a couple hundred thousand dollars to build a brand new house on an old burned slab? Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. In our office, when we meet with couples, we see this every day where a couple comes in and there's some betrayal. There's some huge catastrophe in their marriage and they want a new house but they're unwilling to replace the old foundation. So how do we communicate? So there are behaviors that we've got to go past the foundation and create a new normal. Like one of the things that we see in marriages all the time that was definitely a part of ours was something that we call sanctioned dishonesty, where there's almost like this area of, hey, honey, do these jeans make me look fat? Hmm. I'm not suggesting you should, you know, say yes, but there are areas where we'll we'll smile and say, yeah, it's okay there to lie. Well, if it's okay there to lie, well, then where else is it okay to lie? Next thing you know, 
we've got deception as a part of the foundation of relationship. Yeah, and what you're saying is it's not a matter of slapping a new coat of paint right. on a house that's rotting. Right. But you got to start with the right foundation. And I just have to say here, this is why the weekend to remember marriage getaway mm. is so important for couples. I was driven to the airport by a guy whose who's son and, and uh, a young lady are getting ready to get married. And I told him, I said, give your son and your future daughter-in-law the very best wedding gift they will ever receive because it will help them turn their marriage license into a marriage, into a real marriage, into one that is built on the right foundation. And I said, yes, this conference is built on the Bible, but it's not with a lot of religious speak. It's very practical talking about how two imperfect people from the start can build a single structure together off the same set of blueprints. Give them the conference, the weekend to remember marriage getaway as a gift. It'll pay off for decades. And the guy nodded his head and said, you know, I'm going to talk to my wife about that tonight because we want their marriage to go the distance. And there's information about the weekend to remember online at familylifetoday.com. If our listeners are interested, if, if you've not been... You really ought to check it out. And And it's not just for engaged couples. No, that's right. I mean, it's always good to take the marriage in for a a little preventive maintenance, We had a couple recently attend who'd been married for 60 years. (laughs) They felt like it was time for an oil change and a wheel up. There you go. I think one of the things that you guys have learned in the rebuilding process of your marriage is that as you've invested in other people's marriages— God has used that to strengthen the bond between the two of you, right? Talk about that. It is the best part of our story that when we share with others, when we help them with the same help that was given to us, you know, 2 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4, when we do that, it's like we heal more. Like with each couple we visit with, with each woman I talk to on the phone or have a FaceTime conversation or meet for coffee, with each conversation, God is redeeming that marriage bit by bit. And so what's funny is I love our marriage where it is. We're best friends. We're very healthy. That's the word I used to describe our marriage. Very healthy, not perfect, not good, not great, healthy and strong. And what's fun is that it's getting better because we're going to invest. We are going to continue to steward our story and share and help others. So it's it's just going to get better. And I'd say for any listener that's in the early stages of just trying to figure out, you're walking through a betrayal, you don't know where to go. The best thing you could do for other people is not tell a story, but live a story. It's not time for you to focus on helping other people. Every day that you walk through uh, a trigger that hits you or you're going to choose to forgive the other person, you're writing a sentence in a paragraph of a story that years from now will be worth telling. So you don't need to be focused on telling a story. You need to be focused on God writing a story. And we do that by submitting to God in in every moment of this process of healing. I agree with you. I do think, though, there are some couples who think, well, we could never try to reach out and help others because our marriage isn't perfect. Right. And that that leaves a lot of people never reaching out and helping anybody because our marriages are never perfect. At what level of health, where do you need to get to 
health-wise before you can start to say, I think maybe we can speak into somebody else's life? Early on, it wasn't us looking for people to help. It was people coming to us. And if we felt like we were at least one step ahead of them, there you go. here we go. Let's go. We can offer you. Here's what we're doing. We're on the road too. We're not experts. And so, you know, in these latter days, it's been much more where we're looking to proactively help people. Hmm. But for the most part of this 15 years, people would come to us, hey, I heard you guys are going through this. And if we really felt like I was a step ahead, so that pretty much pertains to every person listening to this. You are a step ahead of someone. someone. That's right. Yeah, and, and somebody's a step ahead of you. Correct. And if you can be in the cycle <laughs> where you're learning from those who are a step ahead of you and you're helping those who are a step behind you, that's how the church is supposed to work. Paul, that's what this is, is, is supposed to look like, right? Absolutely. Paul's and Timothy's. I mean, we each have somebody pouring to us and we each have people that we are pouring into. Absolutely. You had somebody who invested in you. In the early months after uh, the bombshell went off in your marriage. Yeah, Jim and Beth Kuykendall, we could not speak more highly of them. I mean, there's not enough words in the dictionary to talk about how amazing they are. And uh, we're still close to this day. They don't live near us, so we have to plan visits. But I'm telling you, without their input we would just have been a hot mess. And no no exaggeration, because people ask us, did you guys go to counseling? And there, there was some counseling. But the reality was Jim and Beth, for the first 30 days, every night, were sitting on our living room floor. Mm. Every night. Wow. So people were asking, man, you guys seem like God's doing amazing, amazing things pretty early on. And he was... But there was just this invasive commitment to we're going to do life together. And as as you guys face things just today, we're going to process them and speak life over you. We're going to go to God's word every single night. And that may not be realistic for everyone, but that had such a huge impact, not just in the, the counsel that they gave, but just the relational presence, knowing that they had walked through a similar story. And we have we have a physical example of hope sitting right in front of us on our couch. Chris, I have to ask because it's been it's been 15 years now since the story was told. Prior to that time, you had been ensnared mm-hmm. with pornography and where that led you. The temptation can't have just gone completely away right. over the last 15 years to where you go, yeah, you know, I felt that for a long time and I just never feel it I'm anymore. I'm all good. I'm fixed. So what's the difference between the temptation today and what it used to be? So how I would answer that is that I am free, but I am not fixed. I seem like I've heard that statement before. I really? think that's in the art of marriage, yeah, where you guys oh, share oh, your well, story. You, but you, I think that's... Uh, if, if folks have not seen... This video. It's online right now at familylifetoday.com. You need to see and hear Chris and Cindy share this story because he uses the exact set of words. It keeps me at a place where I don't get comfortable thinking that I'm above this. I'm a human being. I'm imperfect. I have a sin nature just like everyone else. So I am free. I am not a slave to the sin, and I haven't been for 15 years, but I am tempted just like everyone else. And I'll just give you an example. I've learned to see the temptations and respond a little bit more quickly to them. In fact, it wasn't all that long ago that I was at uh, at my church just, you know, ministering and and there was uh, a young lady that came up to me, precious young lady, attractive, Pastor Chris, you've changed my life. 
I think you could really help me sort through some things in my life. And in that moment, I've got a little bit of warning signs mm-hmm. going off. And so I called Cindy. I said, hey, um, I, this just happened to me. And then I told I brought my staff, my entire team. I said, hey, this just happened in the lobby. Um, I, want you to, I want you to keep your eyes on me when, when I'm in the lobby. And if there's anything you ever see that seems off, intercept it. And so what was funny is the moment I just said, and it, it wasn't even like an inappropriate conversation on the behalf of this girl. It was completely innocent, but it was like just maybe the, the beginning seed of a temptation that the moment I acknowledged it and had a conversation with Cindy and my team, it was gone. Uh-huh. And so I do my best to kind of predict where is the enemy going to come after me, and I'm just going to be overly honest uh, when those temptations come. I had a coworker come to me years ago, and he said, uh, this feels really awkward. He said, but I just, I got to tell you, I was a married guy. He said, I, I found myself attracted to a woman here at the office. Mm-hmm. And we talked about that, what was going on, and, and what do you do about that? I mean, we had a good conversation. We prayed together, and I saw him a couple days later, and I said, so how are things? What's going on? And he said, you know, it's like, all I needed to do was just tell somebody. Exactly. There is something about just being transparent and saying, I'm dealing with this, drains not all of the power, but half of the power out of the temptation, doesn't it? Keeping it in the dark is like a petri dish for sin to grow. The moment we bring it to the light, I just think that is where the power of healing happens. And we do have a spiritual enemy. And I believe that in those moments, like, okay, I, I can't, I don't have it in there. I'm going to have to find a different, a different avenue. I believe it's in uh, Genesis chapter 4 where it talks about sin, sin crouching, crouching at, your door, at yeah. the door, chapter 4, verse 7. And what I just want every listener, male and female, to know, it may not be pornography, I don't know what it is, what your Achilles heel is, but I can promise you. In fact, yesterday when I stepped out of my house, I thought I'm stepping out of a safe place. Mm. Not that there isn't sin able to get its way into our house. There is. But I'm stepping into the world where there's a spiritual battle occurring. We don't see what's taking place. And interestingly, this morning, and I really hadn't thought about till this moment right now, But a friend sent me a link to an advertisement that was uh, had just been released, and I don't know what my friend was really thinking that he sent this to me, but not really understanding what the link was, I clicked on it, and it didn't take long after I clicked on it to realize. This is not a good place to be. Right. Mm-hmm. And I clicked off and went away. And I still think I owe my friend an email back to say, why did you send mm. that to me? And by the way, I'm serious about this. Within the Christian community, there's a lot of stuff flipped around on the Internet and posted in all kinds of places. Just be wise. You may be throwing something to someone, and it may be his or her Achilles heel, mm. spiritually speaking. I think the more we can acknowledge that if we're feeding the flesh, you know, the spirit and the flesh, the Bible says, are at war for what's going to be dominant in our lives. And the Holy Spirit wants to be that which propels us and leads every part of our lives. But if the things that we're feeding our mind and our time are the things of the flesh, 
we're going to be dominated by the flesh. Mm-hmm. And just we just have to be very, very aware that the more we can starve our flesh and feed the things that the Spirit in us craves— those temptations will minimize. They don't go away, but but they will minimize. Most of us are way too casual in our daily battle with sin. Agreed. <laughs> we walk around like there's not a war going on. Right. We walk around like we're in complete safety, and we get ambushed when we do that. Right. As opposed to walking around with, with the alert system on, your alert system that goes, okay, this is just a seed here. But a seed can grow into something if I don't deal with it right now. And I can imagine you, 15 years ago, something like that happened. You're not. You'd feel foolish going to somebody and saying, "Hey, keep an eye on this," because you know an attractive young woman just came up and talked to me. It's like people going, "What?" Right. And that stuff can be a trigger for any of us. Absolutely. And to own up to it is part of how you drain the power out. And I, I want to encourage our listeners. Every listener who is a follower of Jesus Christ is an ambassador. Mm-hmm. An ambassador, you have a message and a mission. And I want to read to you a little bit of your mission and message found in Isaiah 61. If you haven't read, you know, the first 8 to 10 verses of this passage of Scripture, you ought to read it because I've thought of this all week as we've interviewed you two, how you guys are are really like something that's described in here. And I'll get to that in a moment. But here's what it says about our our message, and our mission. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and opening of the prison to those who are bound and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. It goes on to talk about some other matters, and then it says that they may be called, and this is what I've thought of you two, okay? That they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Mm. They shall build up the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former devastations. They shall repair the ruined cities. Listen to this last phrase. The devastations of many generations. Wow. You two are oaks of righteousness. You are providing shade for couples who've gone through the valley and they're in need of someone saying, you can do it. Wow. The church is there. We will come alongside you. We will pray for you. We will minister to you. And future generations are at stake. Tell our listeners about the dinner you had not long ago with somebody who had found Chris and Cindy's story online, along with other stories that they've heard on Family Life Today, (laughs) and how God had used that in his life. Well, this is a a person who had been through some dark days in his marriage, and he became a super sleuth on Family Life Today, and he went in search of every story of redemption and reconciliation that he could find, and he found yours. And he said, I was hopeless, but I listened, and I listened, and I listened, and for three and a half years, he battled for his marriage. Wow. 
I asked him, I said, so if I went to your wife right now and asked her what your marriage was on a 10-point scale, what would she say? He said, a 10. What about you? A 10. Now, he's not saying it's perfect. But he's just saying, you know what? Where sin abounds, grace and forgiveness much more. Mm -hmm. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Nobody listening to us here is beyond the reach of God's arm to welcome you into the family and forgive your sin. There's nothing you have done that you can earn God's favor, nor nothing you can do to cause him to flee from you. You just need to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord, Master, and Savior, and then get on with the process of becoming God's man, God's woman, and if you're married, God's couple, and then leave a godly legacy to future generations, which you guys have done. And I just have to tell you again, same thing I said when I first saw you, I'm really proud of you, proud of you for not quitting, for still standing, and for using your wounds to proclaim who Christ is. Way to go. Thank you. God's good. You know, I I can imagine there are folks listening who have been thinking as they've heard you share your story about a couple they know facing a similar situation where there's been infidelity, betrayal, where trust has been broken. Uh, I'd encourage them not only to send their friends a link to the conversations we've had here this week, but also send them a copy of the book Rebuilding a Marriage Better Than New where you share with folks what you've done and how God's worked in in your marriage to bring it to where it is today. And we've got copies of the book Rebuilding a Marriage Better Than New in our Family Life Today Resource Center. You can go online to order your copy. Our website is familylifetoday.com. You can also order by phone. Our number is 1-800-FL-TODAY. So again, the website, familylifetoday.com. The phone number is 1-800-FL-TODAY. Ask about the book Rebuilding a Marriage Better Than New by Cindy Beal when you get in touch with us. And if you're online, be sure to watch the video clip that features Chris and Cindy sharing their story. Maybe you'd want to forward that to your friends as well. Again, the website, familylifetoday.com. Well, as uh, summer is coming to an end, the month of August is almost over, and that means we're in the home stretch for the matching gift opportunity that uh, we've been telling you about all month long. We had a friend of the ministry come to us back at the beginning of the month. He offered to match every donation we received during the month of August on a dollar-for-dollar basis. Uh, He put a cap on that at $800,000. So we're in the home stretch to try to make sure that we're able to take full advantage of those matching gift funds. If we are, it will allow us to extend the reach of all that we're doing here at Family Life in the months ahead. Help us reach more uh, young married couples, more moms and dads, more people worldwide with practical biblical help and hope for your marriage and your family. In fact, we did some calculating not long ago, and just with this radio program, if you're able to donate $8.24, we can get the program in the ears of a 1,000 people. And of course, when you make that donation, uh, we'll get another $8.24 from the matching gift fund, another 1,000 people. So it's just a great opportunity, but it's got an expiration date, and that is tomorrow. So we're asking you today to donate online at familylifetoday.com or call to donate at 1-800-FL-TODAY. Or you can mail your donation, and as long as it's postmarked today or tomorrow, it will still qualify for matching funds. 
Our mailing address is Family Life Today at Box 7111, Little Rock, Arkansas, and our zip code is 72223. And again, please pray that uh, we'll receive enough donations to be able to take full advantage of this matching gift. And I hope you can join us back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the power of decisions that we make and how some decisions can be life-altering. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. Hope you can tune in for that. I want to thank our engineer today. His name is Keith Lynch. Also, our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We will see you tomorrow for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas, a crew ministry. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.